0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, Bringing Many Sons to Glory. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Turn to the book of Hebrews. And what is God's great plan for us? It is revealed in uh, second chapter. What is God's great plan for us? In bringing many sons to glory. This is a good plan, a plan to prosper, not to harm. In bringing many sons to glory. And that was God's original plan, but through sin that plan was not achieved but God has not changed his plan and God sent another man his son became human and in his humanity he suffered and died for our sins we have a problem what is our problem sin, sin guilt and Jesus Christ became incarnate And was tested and was proven totally obedient to the point of death. So our sin problem is taken care of. Verse 17 of chapter 2. For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. That he might make atonement for the sins of the people. And all our sins are taken care of by his suffering, by his death. And turn to verse 14 and 15, very important verses. Open your mind. I think people come to church to be entertained, and the mind is put out to pasture. So take a look at this. Verse 14 and verse 15. Since children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. Speaking about incarnation. And the purpose of incarnation, number one is what? That by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. That is the first purpose of incarnation. To destroy the devil. To break his power. And what is the second purpose? To liberate and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. There is only one fear, which is fear of death. Why is it we are anxious and fearful every day? When you really analyze it, it is a fear of death you go to the doctor and doctor tells you you have cancer all of a sudden man you see everything entirely differently fear grips you shakes you what is the reason? you're going to die all fear is fear of death but here we are told that the incarnation of Jesus Christ resulted in the destruction of the devil who held power over us of death. And he set his people completely free of the fear of death. We were slaves to this fear of death all our life Greek text tells us. But the moment you trust in Jesus Christ you are set free from the fear of death and all other fears. To which we have been enslaved, you believe that do uh, you believe that Jesus Christ became incarnate, perfect God, perfect man, do you believe that he defeated the devil on the cross by his death? Do you also believe that he set you free from the fear of death? Now let me read some scriptures. Uh, go to Luke chapter 11. And you read this recently, Luke 11, 21 and 22. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. Now he's speaking about the devil. He's the strong man. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, He takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. Who is the stronger one? Jesus Christ, God-man. He came into history. Stronger one, almighty, and all-wise, perfectly obedient. And he binds Satan. And sets us free. Who were slaves of Satan. Stronger one came. Hallelujah. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Bound. Destroyed. Nullified. Broke the power of the devil. Who held the power of death over us and set us free. Let's turn to Isaiah. There is a picture of this, probably to this Jesus Christ was speaking in Luke 11, Isaiah 49, 24 through 26. Can plunder be taken from warriors or captives rescued from the fears? But this is what the Lord says, yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder, retrieved from the fears. The plunder is the people of God, held captive by Satan. I will contend with those who contend with you and your children I will save. I will make your oppressors eat their own flesh. They will be drunk on their own blood as with wine. Then all mankind will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Oh, turn with me to First Corinthians chapter 15, 56 through 57. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Sin is the transgression of the law. And we transgressed the law. We are sinners. We are full of guilt. And therefore subject to death. And we need someone. Who will come. And keep the law. Perfectly. In our place. So that he can deal with sin and death. And notice here. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who kept the law. And defeated our depravity. Our death and our devil. Let's praise him. He set us free. Our high priest. The stronger one. Our champion our David defeated our enemy the Goliath the devil the strong one and he liberated his hostages we were slaves of sin death and the devil Jesus has set us free and he said if the son sets you free you are free indeed he gave a death blow to our depravity death And the devil, we are free. The devil is still moving about. (laughs) He is moving about like a roaring lion to devour us. Pastor, the devil is still around. What are you saying about freedom? Well, listen. But he cannot devour you. He cannot harm you. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and our faith in our champion, Jesus Christ. So the brother of the Lord tells us Resist the devil And he shall flee from you By trusting in Jesus Christ In his person and his work The devil is like a Barking big black dog But look carefully He is bound with a long iron chain and tied to a huge iron stake. He can bark all he wants, but he cannot touch you or harm you. He can even kill you, but he cannot harm you. Let's think about it clearly. What freedom from the devil, what freedom from fear of death. Hallelujah. It is the truth, sir. That Jesus Christ destroyed death by his death, and set us free. And listen to what Luther says. Listen carefully. He who fears death, or is unwilling to die, is not a Christian to a sufficient degree. For those who fear death still lack faith in the resurrection. Since they love this life more than they love the life to come. And now listen, he says, he who does not die willingly should not be called a Christian. Now do you understand that? Well we have cancer, heart attack, and all kinds of problems, Pastor Pray, and so that I will live another seventy-five years. Well, I will pray. But you're going to die. No matter how much I pray. And you better understand this truth that God has set us free from the fear of death. And let us love the Lord so that when he calls we will go to be with him. He is bringing many sons to glory so we can dwell with him forever and ever in unspeakable and inexpressible joy. A true believer agrees with St. Paul. When he said to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord, then... Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The believer in the gospel asks these questions. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen to Paul, he says, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Death has no sting. It's taken away. And what else? Death for a believer is the door that opens to heaven. For an unbeliever, it is a door that opens to hell. So don't panic when you must die. It is a promotion, but learn to love God more than you want to go to be with God listen to what Paul says I desire to depart and be with Christ which is better by far because he was not an idolater he was a lover of God and believer in God the sixth point there is help sirs there is help for those who are being tempted there is help The church of the Hebrews was experiencing severe trial and problems, so they were about to quit their faith in Christ and go back to Judaism. But here the writer says, the Lord Jesus Christ became incarnate, and our sins are done away, and the devil is defeated, and death has been overcome. And then we are given help when we are tempted and so take a look at the last verse of chapter 2 it says because he himself suffered means suffered and died when he was tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted he's speaking about you speaking about me right now as you are being tempted you are told there is hope for you. there is one number one, Jesus is dunatos, means he is able. hallelujah, He's able, He's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through, to go with you through the tunnel of suffering and temptation and bring you out into the glorious sunshine of His presence. First, he is able. Who is he we read? He is the radiance of God's glory. He is the Son. He is the exact representation of God's being. He is the creator of all things. He is the heir of all things. He is the ruler of all things. He is the upholder of all things. He is the almighty one who said, I have received all authority in heaven and on earth. Hallelujah. He's been seated. He's seated on the right hand of God the Father. And all things are made subject to Him. He's able. Hallelujah. He's able. You should be able to get up and and dance and rejoice on this great truth. He's able. Help you. And why is He able? Because He was tempted. Like no other human being was tempted his temptation was unique and most powerful because it was messianic temptation. And he powerfully withstood it. I said no one knows the power of temptation unless you overcome it. He who yields to temptation doesn't know the power of it. He just gave up but he was tempted in every respect like us most powerfully he withstood most powerfully all temptation he knows you he understands you he is a compassionate high priest hallelujah touched with the feeling of our infirmity he understands that our heavenly father knows even before you ask he is able because he was tempted. And you are told he is able to help. And the word boe theo, if you are Greek scholars, boe means to cry. Theo (coughs) means to run. The idea is he is able to run to the one who is crying. And you parents know when your infant is crying, (laughs) man you run. For what purpose? to help and that word is used in Matthew 15 verse 25 the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was demonized and destroyed and you read it Lord help me and he helped he helped and I'm telling you this he is able to help you he is able to help you He hears your cry. He is running toward you to help you. Hallelujah. Or verse 16 speaks about not angels he helps, but the children of Abraham. The word there, appeal and banamai, means he runs and takes hold of your hands, grasps your hand, and lifts you out of your trouble. Hallelujah. He is able. He was tempted. He is able to help is able to have our God hears our prayers and Saint John tells us he who is in us is what is greater than he who is in the world and who is in the world still the devil running around <laughs> but he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world and turn with me to if you are tempted turn with me to First Corinthians ten thirteen. you should be memorizing it (laughs) and living in the light of it No temptation has seized you except what is common to man only one person who experienced temptation but was not common to man that was Jesus Christ it was messianic proportion temptation and don't come and convince me yours is unique it's not you say I'm going to die yes everybody dies I'm not going to be excited about it. <laughs> we all are going to die. But God has done something about the death business, as I just expressed. No temptation has ceased, you accept what is common. That's the first point. Don't exaggerate. Don't say it is unique. No. This scripture says no, it is just common. <laughs> What else? And God is faithful, and we said that He is faithful and merciful High Priest. God is faithful. God can be depended on. God God can be relied upon. Every promise He made is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Unless you want to make a charge that He is not, and then what? He will not let you. Oh apparently this means God is sovereign he has control devil himself is under his con- control the demons everything under hell is under his control he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can what bear don't argue against the scripture it is telling the truth I would rather believe scripture than what you say so there is a guarantee that he will not tempt you beyond you are able to bear and then but when you are tempted That means we are tempted all the time. From God's point of view, we are tested. From the devil's point of view, we are tempted. The devil wants us to fail and sin. The Lord wants us to stand. But notice, when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. There is a way out. There is an exodus. There was an exodus that we read about in the book of Exodus but there is always an exodus God brings about for us in our time of temptation hallelujah he's able (laughs) because he was tempted he's able to help you or read uh, Ephesians chapter 6 be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and so on put on the whole armor of God and finally having done all to what to stand, to stand, to stand. Not to yield to temptation, which anybody can do. It doesn't take great resolution to yield to temptation. But it takes great resolution to not yield to temptation. And stand up under all testing conditions. And having done all, to stand. And he's able to help us. And St. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ, who what? As in the present tense, through Jesus Christ, who continually infuses into me strength, 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 hallelujah." hallelujah. And we receive it by faith, so that at the end we can stand, having done all to stand. Number seven point and the last point. This chapter is speaking about a lot of blessings. Let's list some of them. What is the first one? God's plan for us. What is it? In bringing many sons to glory. From where? From hell. He comes to our miry clay in which we are sinking. God sent Jesus Christ. He became incarnate. He comes to our miry clay and lifts us out of the miry clay and plants our feet upon a solid rock and He gives us a song to sing. Even praise to our God. This is His eternal plan and purpose to bring how many sons? Many sons. Hallelujah. Many sons. Many sons. And you are the many sons. I would say glory is God. God is the one who is glorious one, isn't it? He dwells in unapproachable light, and he is the eternal one, he is the glorious one, he is our life, and he wants to bring us to himself that we may rule and reign with him. Not to angels, he subjected the world to come but to us. Isn't that wonderful? Sons of the devil, children of wrath, have been brought to become what? Sons of glory by adoption. That's what we are. It is good to look at us and understand who we really are. Even now, who we really are. Number two. Chapter two, verse five. We are told indirectly that we are the rulers of the world to come in Jesus Christ we see Jesus crowned with glory and honor and in Jesus we are also rulers already the Bible says we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ we are already we have a position of rulership given to us in Jesus Christ Understand it. Enjoy it. Number three, chapter 2, verse 9 tells us we shall never taste death. Why is that? Jesus Christ experienced our death, therefore, we shall never experience death. What is death? Separation from God forever and ever. That's what death is. Oh, what misery! You shall never experience death and hell. Number four, this salvation we experience is stated in verse 3 as this great salvation or eternal salvation. Therefore, do not neglect this great salvation. Think about it, meditate upon it, enjoy it, act accordingly, great salvation. In Jesus Christ number five look at verse 11 and here is the statement we are made holy we are made holy by the Lord Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ we are made holy he is the sanctifier we are the sanctified number six Chapter 2, verse 11, 12, and 17 tells that we are brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. Now, what more do you want? This is the great relationship to Jesus Christ. He is our elder brother. And we are the younger brothers. And he always comes to help us. He's the trailblazer. He says, I am the way. Follow me. Remember that? Follow me. He's speaking to his brothers. Follow me. I am blazing the trail for you. Even through death. Hallelujah. Come on. Follow me. Trust in him. He will bring us to the other side. Follow me. We are brothers of Jesus Christ. Number seven. Look at verse 13 of chapter 2. We are... The children of God. God gave us to the Son. We are God's children. Given to the Son to redeem. Hallelujah. Not only we are brothers of Jesus. We are children of our Heavenly Father. And number 8. Verse 16 of chapter 2. Jesus takes hold of us. And delivers us. Not angels. But the children of Abraham. Which we are. He comes and grasps us and brings us out of Egypt. Chapter 2 verse 17. All our sins are wiped out. Is that true or not true? That's what justification is. All our sins are what? Wiped out, blotted out. Having provided purification for sins he sat down. Number 10. Well, very simple we have a high priest we have a high priest who is able who is faithful who is merciful he is helpful to us in our present struggle are you anxious are you fearful are you afraid if so your sins are not forgiven you are still in your sins and you die in your sins and we heard christ destroy the devil Who holds the power of death. Christ alone sets you free. From the fear of death. No one else. No one else. You trust in Jesus Christ. And you will be delivered. Of your fear and misery and anxiety. And you will face death itself with confidence. And he is the way. The only way out. Of death and hell is the source and author of our salvation. There is no other source. There is no author. He is the author of our faith. And the perfecter of our faith. Hallelujah. He is the champion. That word author can be translated as champion. As David the champion destroyed, the champion Goliath. And set his people free We have a champion The Lord Jesus Christ Believe in him And be set free of God's wrath And eternal death If the son sets you free You are indeed free Hallelujah For those who trust in Jesus Our high priest and propitiation Death is no threat Death is a servant Think about that death is a servant In Luke 16 the poor man died and the angels came and brought him into the very presence of God and the rich man died the very death sent him to hell that's why we fear not death it is no threat it is a servant it opens the door to glory to God's presence hallelujah but to the unbeliever sir death opens the door the other way to hell, to everlasting hell. So I think it is wisdom and it is good sense to repent of our sins and trust in Jesus Christ alone for our salvation. And we are told everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. For sending your eternal son to be incarnate. That he is our high priest. That he propitiated all our sins by turning your wrath away from us. That you may be gracious to us. But it was your plan. O oh Lord, he de- defeated our depravity. Our death. And our archenemy, the devil. He set us free. We praise you, O God for this great salvation and help us to relish it and cherish it and live in the light of it a life of glorious freedom in Jesus name, Amen You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio with a continuing Bible series on the book of Hebrews Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew